ladies ladies uh technique is a music producer yep. dj sound engineer hailing all the way from Victoria. yeah specifically kati mamilodi oh from uh, mums when, yeah ah, mamilodi yeah <laughs> where i was born um started my career around eight to ten years ago yeah uh just pushed myself into the music scene doing remixes and collaborating and working with people around up until the name caught Uh, the attention that was needed and from there on I just started mm. gigging and just doing what you do as an artist to grow your brand but yeah that's a brief introduction that's who I am alright man that's dope man it's good to speak to a fellow Pretorian here because I'm also from Pretoria though I didn't grow up there but I mean later I want to move to Pretoria <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure <laughs> so like you saying you grew up in Mamilod right so what I want to yeah. know now is what kind of music did you grow up listening to Komams uh I've, I've always been more of a house hit. Yeah. When uh, your your DJ Fresh and your DJ Capzilla were still releasing compilations back mm. then, but obviously I had a, a touch and influence of a bit of jazz here and there. Yeah. And uh, as you grew up, you, you never really were selective of what you listened to. It's just when music was good, it was good. So I listened to hip hop. I listened so most of these genres played an influence on how I actually became a musician. Mm. So I would say house, hip hop, jazz, yeah, somewhere around there. So, you grew up listening to jazz and hip hop. Like, was there ever a point in your life whereby? Because I mean, back in the days, like a lot of people wanted to be like rappers, you know. So, was there a point in life sure. where you wanted to be one of the rappers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think every every producer, DJ, now they started there. You know, I was once a rapper actually. Yeah. Oh, for uh, real? Can, yeah, for sure. I wanted to do rapping just for a brief year or two. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously the obvious transition from there to moving to DJ and housing. That's how everything happened, yeah. That's fantastic, man. So where does the love for house music uh, develop? Like, because you were listening to jazz and then hip-hop, where does house music come into place? Uh, yo, you know, just hearing my first... I remember hearing my first house jam. Yeah. If I'm not wrong, it was... Yeah, it was somewhere around 2002, 2003, or somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, I think I was listening to YFM, that's when they used to jam their late night mixes. And I heard Julian Jabre's War, there's a song by Julian Jabre. Yeah. And uh, a song by Africanism. Uh, they, it had a Spanish name to it. I, I just 
can't find it in my head. I remember hearing that song and saying to myself, wow, it's actually dope. And this is when we started venturing into partying and, you know, sneaking into clubs at a very young age. Yeah. So I was like, this is the music they actually play in clubs. Yep. Uh, and then that's when the love for it actually started to grow. And then I heard Louis Vegas take out lead and now from the owner of the golden away from that's that's dope man so uh who are some of the artists that like inspired you to get into uh into music not specifically so like house but just to get into the music industry the music industry yeah the majority of them were people who are in the house industry per se yeah. obviously i started as a rapper listening to your and your mom uh, obviously, they played an influence on on, 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 her, on me wanting to be one of these hip hop artists, of course, the pleasing hip hop artists they Yeah. But when I started jumping into house, you had your Lee Vegas, you had your Terry Shandler, you had your Danny Terrell, Clinton Harris. And then, obviously, as everything progressed, yeah, a jazz came into the place. So, as it went on, then Black Coffee came into the scene, you got your Christian Jones. So, so most of these artists were actually the pinnacle of the foundation of the house music that influenced uh, yeah, the growth and the interest in music venturing into the industry. So I hear you mentioned most of the guys there that are international, but then also Black Coffee, who was local back then when you started, but now he's international. So who else, sure. like locally, um, locally, did you look up to? Uh, I, I mentioned this and Jones. Oh, Chico. yeah. And I joined uh, Julian Gomez, uh, DJ T almost definitely had a big influence in me becoming a music producer. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, all of the early artists that started the game, you know? Mm. Yeah, so that's where the influence kind of grew from. Yeah. I we didn't have much local producers back then, but the few that we had actually played a major influence yeah, in yeah. us being part of the game, yeah. That, that's very true. So, um, tell us about the first song that you ever produced, like what was the inspiration behind the song and how was the feeling after you pressed that upload and release button? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the first song I released, because I started, I started it with a group called Gemini Boys. Me and my homeboy started a band. Yep. We were labeled Gemini Boys. This is when we started venturing into production. Uh, I was honestly, my man, just playing around with the software. I remember we reading one of the music production software that I still used today, fell on my life. Hmm. And I decided, you know what, let me just try and play around with this and, and see if I can create something out of it. Yeah. And I remember creating my first song and I ran to my friends. I was like, hey guys, remember that software we got? Listen to what I did. And everybody was like, wow. You know? And we just started jumping into it. Yeah. So. The inspiration behind it, I was more of a computer geek. So every software that we get, whether it was a DJ software or even games, we try to play around with it and see if we can, who can become the best out of that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the inspiration just came behind that, me experimenting. And then, yeah, the song just came out. And together, Gemini Boys, we were like, hey, we have our first song. Let's see where we can go with this. Was there any vocalist in the group? Uh, nah, just strictly producing DJ. Oh, okay. So, it's since true. you started as a rapper, like, didn't you feel like maybe jumping on the beat? Or it was just like, nah, it's fine as only instrumentals, it doesn't need vocals? It, 
Yeah, honestly speaking, we had already transitioned out of the being a rapper phase completely. Oh. So there was no influence of us trying to become rappers on top of our beat or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. So how would you describe the kind of music that you make? Honestly, my man, I I try to merge most of the genres that are in the house music scene currently. Yeah. Uh, I, when they ask me, I always say I make world music, world dance music, because I try to incorporate every element that comes from either EDM, Afro house, soulful house, and try to see how I can merge that into something. Mm. So obviously when I have to be subcategorized into a genre, people refer me uh, to as an Afro house or Afro tech producer or soulful house or deep house producer. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to believe I make world yeah. as long as it resonates with the people, yeah. But which one are you more comfortable with? Like, is it Afrotech or uh, Soulful House or like EDM? Which one are you more comfortable like producing? I, uh, ever since I've actually observed me as an artist, I, I kind of look at where the industry is going and where it's heading, and I try to adjust myself into that. Yeah. So I've always been a versatile producer. I have never had a specific style that I said, yeah, this is who I am. I've always tried to, hey, we're in the Afrotech scene, you know, Afro House scene, let me see what I can do. Yeah. We're in the Deep House scene, let me see what I can do, you know? So I'd, for now, I'd say Afro House, of course, too. This is, that's the genre I'm more comfortable in creating. Yeah. That's out there and that's more in the trend of the music uh, coming. Yeah, man, that, that, that's uh, fantastic because, I mean, if you're able to, like, produce all of these genres, so you can jump into, like, every event exactly. and actually rock yeah. uh, the party, exactly. man. That's dope. Yeah. So, so a lot of people actually ask me, would you, have you jumped into Amatian? I'm like, yeah, I have a couple of Amatian joints. For real? Yeah, for Cause, sure. Because uh, <laughs> I saw somewhere that uh, what you're doing, which is called uh, Broken Beat, apparently yeah. it paved the way for Amatian. Yeah, some somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, uh, there are piano guys, the early piano guys picked up uh, a couple of songs from the Broken Beat era so, and recreated it into something. Uh, speaking yeah. of uh, yeah. Broken broken Beat, you are known as the pioneer of Broken Beat. <laughs> yeah, in South Africa. <laughs> in South Africa, yeah. So for, for sure. someone for someone who does not understand what that means, uh, could you please explain to them? Uh, uh, what I think people refer to as the pioneer of broken beat, I'm the guy who made it fashionable. Oh. I always say I tell guys I haven't, I didn't start the broken beat yeah. uh, uh, genre. It has always been there ever since. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that what I did is I tried to infuse those rhythmic uh, off beats with house melodies and house tunes and rhythms. Yeah, and I created a sound that we. That was termed broken beat, or that we now refer to as broken beat in other things. So yeah, that's that's where the pioneer, me becoming the pioneer of broken beat came from. I didn't invent the genre, it's just that I made it more popular and yeah. everybody just started jumping on it with his language, Kevin Fallon. You're more, and, uh, you're more of like the face for broken beat. <laughs> I'd, 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 lo- I'd love to believe it as that, yeah. but you know when they give you a title, you just wear the belt. And yeah, you that's move true. With the wave. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true, man. So, um, do you put your personal experiences into the music that you make? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. My life experiences. That's where my huge inspiration comes from. Yeah, just life in general. Yeah, man. Just. Um, 
taking inspiration from the challenges, the breakthroughs, the ups and the downs, and just try to create a story through it. Yeah. And, and, and create melodies and tell my story to the world on how I see life and how I experience life through my music, you know? Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's it does. I, I mean, that's what music is all about, making sure that the people can relate to, like, the story that you're trying to tell, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So speaking of putting uh, personal experiences into the music that you make, uh, so your album called Abstract Mood, featuring the likes of Lady Zamar, uh, Tiffany Rosebud, Dindi, and Complexity. Yeah. What we'd like to know is what kind of message were you trying to send with this album? More particularly with uh, songs like Coming For You, uh, My Gift, uh, Never Leave Me, and Life. Uh, honestly, when it comes to Upset Mood, which was my very first album ever to be released, yeah. it was more of an experimental project, you know? For real? Uh, yeah, I, I, broke, I broke into the industry with it, yeah. Uh, doing remi- remixes, actually, not necessarily with it. Yeah. I was doing remixes and whatnot, and that's how I broke into the industry. And uh, most of my Broken Beat tracks were single tracks. That was way before the After Beat album. So I felt the fans need a more complete project for myself, you know? Yeah. So I was like, let me experiment into making an album and what it takes to actually make an album. So, yeah, that's how I started experimenting with Abstract Music. A lot of the songs there were still raw, experimental. And I actually produced the song when everything was transitioning from Deep House into Amatiana. So I was kind of trying to see oh, what gonna type go. of sound yeah, yeah. can I deliver. And when everything was moving from, again, Deep House or So Far to Afro House. Yeah. and Afro take. So I was just trying to see how can I actually infuse everything that's out there into a, a solid project and yeah, that's how Abstract Mode came about. Yeah, I mean, like, one wouldn't actually tell that you're trying to, like, experience with the sound because you, yeah. you think that you were comfortable saying, ah, this is now marking my mark this, here, you know? This is the sound. Yeah, exactly. no, actually. <laughs> so, for me, yeah. You mentioned that uh, when you got into the industry, you got into the industry doing remixes. And then yeah. this brings me to a question of, is uh, Summer Days by Nick Holder your favorite song ever? Because, I mean, you sampled <laughs> it many times. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that your favorite song? Uh, you know what's funny about Summer Days? Yeah. Nick hmm. He sampled it from the guys called Ted Metheny. Oh. It's a jazz group from America. So that's the way I first heard the song. Uh, the guy who used to live next door to my house. He used hmm. to play jazz every Sunday. Nice. So the first original sample of Summer Days, I heard it from him before I even heard me, me call it Summer Days. Oh. So this is where I fell in love with the song itself. And oh, hey, Nicole, yeah. So Nicole came and did a dope sample mix of the song. And then uh, obviously I just picked up on the love of it and the chords and whatnot. Yeah. So the original song is called Slip Away by Pet Metheny. That's where the song actually comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fantastic. But, uh, so, you heard this song for the first time from your neighbor. And then, yeah. how did you feel when now, as an artist, you're jumping into it and actually assembling it? Like, how did that make you feel? Did you feel like, wow, man, yeah. this is like, this yeah, is something bro. that I can actually do for the rest of my life, man, like making yeah, music? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Honestly speaking, and uh, uh, honestly, it was one of the songs I've always been trying to sample, obviously. At the early stages of my music career, I wasn't as skilled as I am now. Yeah. So I couldn't actually get the, the, the way I should sample it or get the necessary chords that were in the song. So 
how they actually wrote the song. So I, I used to struggle. Yeah. So as much as I grew into the music industry and grew my skills and my technicalities and just my musical acumen and knowledge, mm. I started finding ways in which I can interpret that song into what I believe uh, would would fit well with my sound. Yeah. So yeah, the first time I did uh, my gift, which actually was the sample of that very song, hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is a very solid project." Yeah. And then I resampled it again in my latest album, with trip to Mecca. So yeah, um, endless amount of samples coming from me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. does that like give you like uh, a large amount of pressure? Because I mean, that song is huge. So it's having huge, to sample yeah. it, like, does it put like so much pressure on you? Honestly speaking, I, I, when I resampled the song, I wasn't hoping for it to go as big as some day. For me, it was just for the, the love of the song. Yeah, you know? yeah. I wasn't trying to, hey, here's a new summer day vibe with this. And let, let me see if this is better than the old one. No, it was just me loving the song, yeah. the melodies, the keys, and yeah. So it's safe. Recreating it. So it's safe to say that song is your favorite song. <laughs> One of one of <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how it was written is, is one of my favorite songs. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. That's that's dope, man. So now let's talk about the songs um, uh, Amasiko, Umoya, and Trip to Mika. That's on your latest album, Libra. Yeah. So this song sounds more Afro tech, right? Yeah. Which sure. is different from the sound that we know you for, especially here on exactly. the beat, right? Yeah. So tell us about the production switch there. Uh. Yeah, when you when you mentioned uh, me being comfortable in producing an album, I'd say Libra was an album where I was much more comfortable in saying, let me give my fans a much more, I'd say, solid yeah. project to that ranges from all my, the different sounds that I've evolved into, you know? Yeah. So, I'm a sequel is more of a, uh, more of a spiritual, how connected, delivering. Oh yeah, and uh, I managed to interpret it uh, through music and using obviously Afro house and Afro tech, you know. Yeah, Umoya is more the, the very same thing. When I meet Libra, I was more on how can I say spiritual awakening and just finding my, myself in that area of life. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what, I I'm starting to resonate with how I'm feeling. How can I interpret this? into music and this is where you get your your humor yeah. and obviously infusing it with Afrotech is more because of that's where the scene is at and I I love the energy that comes from Afrotech and the, the, the sounds and how it's mixed and how it drives people you know yeah, it pushes them to, to, to that limit of exit so that's why I, I decided to choose that with my sound Ah oh, man, that, that's amazing, bro. Like, it must be nice as a producer when you're like uh, going through something or you, like there's a certain feeling within you, like you take it out of music and then it just comes out to be such a beautiful thing. Like, yo, My now, dear. now yes, I feel like I want to be a producer now. <laughs> <Come join us. laughs> hey, so, uh, tell us about your creative process when you're making all these tunes. Yo, my man. Yo, I'm. I honestly cannot even begin to uh, label out yeah. how I actually make a song because I come every song I, I come at it in different directions in different ways yeah. depending on what inspired me at that moment you know Yeah. this is why I make a lot of songs that sound 
so different. A lot of people say you're very versatile. The next thing we hear, my gift, and the next thing you are in Afrotech, and while we're listening to Afrotech, the next thing we're listening to Afrotech, song. Yeah. And it, it all boils down to my creative process, because I never walked out, walked in the studio and said to myself, this is the type of song I'm going to do. I might have the blueprint of what I want to create, maybe for my fans or for whatever, but I just let my mind flow and free myself from constraints or whatever is limiting and I just do whatever comes to mind and I just make sure it comes yeah 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 I mean that's 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 true talent there because like uh, for some people to be able to like produce music they have to like maybe you know drink something or take something so something, but for you yeah, it's just you know it just comes out natural so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's part of being very fortunate I've never needed to be intoxicated yeah. be under any influence Ah, man, that's, that's amazing, bro. So, yeah. you have worked with international labels like, uh, is it Cabana? Yeah, Cabana. Uh, Oka Records. Yeah. For the release okay. of your album. Uh, my album, both my albums were released by myself, actually. My oh. label, but yeah. uh, my EPs and my uh, single, some of them are work with uh, international labels like your Oka, your Cabana records, your Aluko, which is a rex label I'm still working with till today. Yeah. So yeah. So how quite a few. if I'm if I'm correct, uh, you also worked with House Africa and Sony for the licensing of your music, ne? Yeah. So some of the songs that have been released in the House Africa CD were licensed to yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the experience of working with them. Oh, uh, my man, it's just, you know, when your music is out there and they approach you, it's like, hey, we like your work, bro. Yeah. Let's compile it for you in an album. That's that. Put it in a compilation and so on and so forth. Obviously, uh, it, it's exhilarating and exciting because it's bold for you and more exposure because they have more reach when yeah. it comes to listenership and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's been a very exciting thing. Hey, man. That's dope. Like, you know you're doing a good job when record level starts, like, approaching you, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. That's, that's fantastic, bro. So, now you have established your own independent record level. Yeah. So, you're like your own boss now. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, so, so, tell us more about that, bro. Uh, uh, was it two, two thousand, yeah, 2016, I just figured out, you know what, let me just start my own label. Yeah. Because uh, again, when you sign on a certain label or when you release on the certain people, they kind of give you what they're looking for, you know? Yeah. You know, this is the sound we are aiming at now, do something more of that. Mm. And I was just tired of just being under those chains and being told, you know, do this, do that. I'm like, how about I just establish my own label and I release whatever I feel resonate with me at that very moment? Because as a creative artist, what people don't understand, not everything you do is for financial gain. So, yeah, that's you know, true. Some of some of it is just you trying to express whatever like, that you're going through. Yeah. You don't even care if people will stream it or not. Just it it being out there and a few people just listening and hearing that story through the music is, is enough for you. So yeah. luckily with the label you are able to do such things and yeah. So it's one of the things that motivated me to start my own yeah. And what does it mean for you now to like have full uh, creative control on all your projects? Yo, bro. Honestly, it's, it's a lot of work. Honestly, if 
if you could find someone who'd help you, yeah. who has the same drive and vision as you, hmm. you could, I, I'd advise you to, to take that person in board. Just trying to do everything by yourself, again, slows a lot of things down. That's true. But the beauty of it is it gives you enough control to make decisions and take the vision of your music and your music yeah. wherever you see it, you know? So I guess with all the challenges, worth it at the end of the day. That's true. Because I mean, as a, as a creative, sometimes you need to like, not not sometimes, always, you need your uh, your idea to be out there full, like all of it, not part of exactly. it, because a certain yeah. corporation is saying you can't do this, you know? You know, That's you true. want people to understand why you brought them to whatever you're doing. So being able to tell your own story, that's unique, that's not the same as the last person I'm not Yeah. That's, that's fantastic, yeah. bro. So, uh, you have worked with the likes of Lady Zamar, Chima Music, and Vinita Vinci. So, yeah. who else is on your wish list to work with? Uh, obviously, Nati, Black Coffee, yeah. Hatches. Uh, you know what, honestly, the way the music industry is so open right now. Yeah. Even new talent, my man. I'm, 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 I'm no longer fixated on working with legends as I like yeah. yeah. It's uh, everybody's sort of what they're doing. To find a young boy music that changes the world. So yeah. Everyone who has the talent here, you know, everyone who uh, has the same vision is doing music for the very same thing. I'd, I'd really love to see myself work with such artists. Uh, but yeah, you got your few not music that one day I'd love Oh, man. You know, it's so dope that like you're willing to work with uh, the up and coming, uh, those that are like have the same drive and passion as you, you know, because yeah. you understand the struggle, you know. So exactly. that's commendable, bro. Thank you. Um, what are you currently working on and what can we expect from Technique in the future? Uh, I'm currently working on my next EP, should be released in September. Yeah. With uh, London Record Label, I look at it. Uh, it's a continuation of an EP I labeled as Transition. So Transition is an EP that actually is dominated by Afro House. Yes. Oh, so I... That EP was predominantly targeted for me going my audience over to That's why I actually ventured into that uh, oh, series of EPs. So uh, the market is growing and everybody's listening. I was like, you know what, after Libra, let me give them money to the transition so that's my latest project it should be out in uh, September otherwise it's your collaboration they got a collaboration coming out uh, so many artists on I couldn't name all of them yeah we, we just when we bump into each other at Jason just you know exchange world and we're like yeah we need to rock up and work on something together so, yeah yeah so much more coming from techniques and children from I mean, we'd love to see you, like, you know, uh, doing that. That would be dope. Thanks, man. Yeah. Definitely, uh, bro. Is there anything that you'd like to add that we haven't spoken about? Uh, not so much, my brother. I think we've covered more of the techniques, what I do and what I've done before and what people can expect. Uh, all I can say is people stay tuned, uh, follow my pages, and yeah, let's go together as a family. After being everyone else. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. 
Yeah, for sure. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, uh, Technique, thank you for taking time to have a chat uh, here with us uh, on the Afterbeat. We appreciate you. You are now part of the Afterbeat family, man, and we wish you nothing yeah, but the best for the future, my G. Thanks, my brother. Thanks for the opportunity. Let's work on bro. Away, away. Uh, there you have it, listen, gentlemen. That was Technique on the Afterbeat. My name is Hope Tops. I'll be back again next week to do the same thing good, if not better. Peace.